Hey beauty, this podcast is a powerful gallery of raw real life stories and the reasons that led these women to reach out to do a boudoir and glamour session and it was created to give voice to my clients, also known as bombshells, to share their beautiful stories as means of inspiration to other women as well. We also talk about body and mind wellness for the modern women with special guests. Welcome to the Bombshell Tells All podcast. I am your host and photographer, Daisy Teixeira, America's number one body image advocate. Hello, Bombshells. Hello, hello. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, I'm here today for another podcast episode with my lovely Bailey. Bailey just saw her pictures. She looked gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I it was it was very hard. I, I was telling her that it was very hard for me to pick her images because she did so well. And I'm very excited now to actually have her as a special guest today. I'm so happy that you are here today, Bailey. Thank you for doing this because you have such a beautiful story and I'm very excited to share with the world. I just want to give you a very quick background from Bailey. She is this gorgeous, beautiful lady, but let's learn about her story, which is amazing. Bailey was born in Florida into a military family. So before she even turned 11 years old, she lived in probably six to seven different states or countries. She traveled the world and attended countless schools. She also lived in Italy for three years. Bailey graduated from William and Mary in 2015 with a BA in International Relations and minor in Hispanic Studies. She spent three years working at a law firm that helped to disabled veterans, and currently she is an Associate Project Manager at AstraZeneca. Her team supports COVID vaccine and another biologic drug for lupus. She has been married for four years to a wonderful man, and they have a loving dog to watch for. Welcome, Bailey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so pumped after seeing your images. I'm sure you are too, because you look gorgeous in there. Yeah, I was blown away by them. <laughs> That's amazing. We are also very, very interested in learning about your story and all those places you travel to. But before we actually go in like in deep into your story. Let's go back a little bit in your background. So tell us a little bit about your story, like where you born and, you know, the, any other things that you want to share with us? Yeah. So I just turned 28 a couple months ago, actually. And I was born in Florida and I, I didn't live there for very long, but I come from a military family just in general. But my dad was also um, in the Air Force when I was born. So right, pretty much right from the get-go, I was, you know, living in Wyoming, living in Virginia, Maryland, 
We lived in Italy for three years. And then after we moved back to the States, and I had a younger brother and sister who are they're six years younger than me. After we moved back to the States, my parents got divorced. So we were still traveling a bit to see him, to see family, but in a very in, under very different circumstances, I think. We weren't really living with him in all those places, but we got to see him in all those places. And so I think it gave me a really interesting perspective, both the travel and the divorce, <laughs> you know, in terms of how quickly I had to grow up, the kind of responsibilities I had to take on even from a really young age. But I also have a great relationship with my mom now as a result of it. <laughs> and she's probably my best friend. That's wonderful. Mom, I hope you are listening to this because you just got a love letter from your daughter. <laughs> Is your mom still living in Maryland or does she live somewhere else? Yeah, so from about middle school, really when we moved back to the States, we lived with my grandparents in Virginia. So that's where I grew up. I graduated from high school in Virginia. I went to college in Virginia. And so my my dad now has moved back to the area. So he lives in Virginia as well. But my grandparents, my mom, they are about 45 minutes from me and you know where I live in Frederick. So I get to see them all the time. It's I, We have a really great relationship. I'm super grateful for them. That's amazing. I mean, considering that you have been traveled so much and now being back settled in, even though it's not Florida, you know, (laughs) but you have your family members around. This is a good thing. Yeah. COVID has been really hard for us, I think, in that regard, because we're usually always together. But it, it is nice having them close for sure. That's great. But tell us a little bit about Italy. This is something that Whenever you have to tell this to somebody, like, Bailey, tell me your story. And then you mention, I lived in Italy. This is a kind of subject that makes people lean on to want to hear more. So tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So we were there for three years. We lived in Northern Italy. So the town is called Aviano. There's a really big Air Force base there. And we didn't live on base. So we actually lived in Aviano in a totally Italian neighborhood with completely Italian neighbors. Everyone was amazing. I mean, a lot of them did speak English, but our landlords were always inviting us over for dinner. And of course, they have five course meals with wine and all these like wonderful foods that I was too young to to probably truly appreciate. And I I did go to school on base though. So I was because I was at that that time in my life, I was really, really shy. And the idea of going to a school where they only spoke Italian was absolutely terrifying to me. Hindsight, I wish my parents would have forced me to because I would have been probably fluent by the time we left. But I was way too nervous to go to Italian school. So I went to school with all the rest of the kind of American military brats, so to speak. <laughs> but while we lived there, because in Northern Italy and a lot of people, because you, you normally when you think of Italy, you think Rome, you think Sicily, you think Milan, you think all these other places. But Northern Italy, where we were really, it bordered Austria, Slovenia, Germany. So within three hours of driving, you know, you were in a totally different part of Europe and we would take weekend trips and go to the, you know, Austrian Christmas market and go see castles and go do all these amazing things. So we got to travel even while we were in Italy and it was a totally amazing experience. That's wonderful. So are you able to speak some Italian at all or can you understand something? I can understand actually a good deal of Italian, but I think that has more to do with my Spanish background than it does with me remembering a lot of Italian because they're pretty similar. I mean, some of the words are slightly tweaked and any anytime you speak Spanish to an Italian, they'll pretend they don't know what you're saying, but they it really isn't super different when you're when you're looking at it written down. <laughs> I have been trying for so long to actually take the time, the opportunity to go travel to Europe. This is definitely on my bucket list. 
I definitely want to go there. And you experienced this from a young age. This is amazing. It, it doesn't matter if you actually got fluent or not. You were pretty young at the time as well. Yeah. But just by experiencing and going out in the world and seeing a different culture, it gives you a very good insight of the world. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Anytime I, I actually plan to go to Italy or something, I'll make sure to come to you. Yeah, no, definitely let me know. There's so many things that you need to try. I mean, especially food-wise, because you cannot beat the food in Italy. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that, ladies? Let's plan a trip to Italy. Maybe we can all go together. <laughs> so right now, you are actually in Maryland, and you are married. So tell us about how did you meet your significant other? Yeah, so that's a funny story. So I have known him since, I think, fourth grade but we were we went to elementary school together and actually he had to sit next to me in class because he was really badly behaved and I was always the teacher's pet so they sat him next to me so that I would keep him in line but we ended up becoming best friends and, and even our last names so my maiden name is Kirkpatrick and his name his last name is Jacobs and we were always together so there's even a picture of us at our fifth grade graduation just standing next to each other and I'm probably a foot taller than he is because I was growing super fast at the time but we have all these fun memories from from childhood um but after elementary school we kind of parted ways both of us moved away and then we reconnected on Facebook in high school but nothing really came of it just that we would see each other's updates and, and pictures but then my sophomore year of college I was going through a really rough time kind of maybe maybe depressed is a good word to describe it but I wasn't having fun it was I was very feeling like very down in the dumps. My roommate that had been my best friend from freshman year was prioritizing a boyfriend and I ended up getting a totally new roommate. Like all these crazy things happened. And he just happened maybe to see an update and messaged me and it grew from there. So we've been together really probably, you know, seven, eight years now, married for a four. But, I, you know, I've, I feel like I've known him forever. So... From my heart, I believe that we are meant to be with the people that we are now. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens by accident. So you guys were meant to be together, you know, and I'm very happy for you. So within four years being together, I know that you guys have a cute, cute dog. But tell us, yeah. So how, how did you find a dog? Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So prior to my husband and I moving in together, and at the time we were still just dating, we were living in Rockville. We had, I think, been together, have been living together for a year. And I'd always wanted to get my own dog. I'd had them growing up, but he, he's the baby of his family. Um, and he's used to be only having to take care of himself and then mostly having other people take care of him all the time. But he loved the idea of a puppy. So he agreed to it. And then we brought this dog home and he, he ended up, we rescued him and he was very sick when we got him. So we ended up having to put a lot of money into veterinary care for him. We weren't even sure that he was going to live after the first couple of weeks we had him. And so granted, it was a very rough time. But at one point, my husband, TJ, he looks at me and he was like, it's me or the dog, right? And this poor sick little puppy is in my arms. And, and he in his head is like, you know, he, this is the first time he's ever had to take care of anyone but himself. And it was stressful and it was... It was really tough emotionally but for us and for the dog because you're worried about him and you're spending all this money on him. And I, I looked at him and this is kind of defining of our relationship in so many ways. I looked at him and I was like, you agreed to do this with me 
put your big boy pants on, suck it up. you like, you know, do what you got to do. Like we brought this dog into our lives and you're going to deal with it. And he did. And now we've had him for four years. So I'm sure it's with the little things that you are able to define a relationship. It's not about, oh, this is a funny story or not. It's, it's about the meaning of it because you guys found that bond and this definitely defines, I mean, it, it definitely is like a relationship is about taking care of somebody else other than yourself, even if it includes somebody else or an, or an animal, like a pet. I'm sure this definitely made both of you understand that part of, mm-hmm. you know, being together. This is awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of relationships, like you, you, you often think of those big moments, but I think what really makes the difference is how you react in, in sometimes in those smaller moments and how they kind of add up and change along the way. Because you, you do have to grow together and you have to learn together and that was definitely a learning moment. I love it. Oh, I want to see a picture of your dog. So you have to, sh- you have to show us a picture. <laughs> I'll post it on our, on our group once, once the podcast comes out. Yay. Okay. Okay. What is, what is your dog's name? His name is Gunner. Gunner. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's he's a, a, he's a little hound dog uh-huh. and he has really, you know, droopy ears and droopy face. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love dogs. <laughs> Bailey, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. So what a lot of people don't know, you know, unless they've seen my posts about it, is that I have a skin condition called vitiligo, which is where the it's an autoimmune condition where basically my body attacks the pigment in my skin. And traditionally, you notice it more, I think, on people with darker skin. So you'll see see it more when I tan. But there are just patches of in certain areas of my body where the skin is totally white and, and including the hair in that area too. So if my, my eyelashes, some of them are white and then the pigments totally disappeared. And oddly, a lot of people are born with vitiligo, but I didn't get it until I was 18 and they aren't totally sure why, why it started. I think sometimes if you get a really bad burn or something along those lines, your body reacts by, you know, trying to rescue the skin there. But it started to spread. And I think at the age of 18, that's when you're so worried about physical appearance and these conventional ideas of what beauty is, that's maybe the worst thing in my at, at the time that could have ever happened. And it was really hard for me to kind of come to terms with with that. It's particularly that it was spreading. You know, I was worried that it would, you know, happen on my face, that people would stare. Um, and they do, but, you know, I've kind of grown into it and, and learned to to accept it and embrace it. I remember when we were talking about your boudoir session, you mentioned to me about it. And one of the things that you definitely didn't want to was to hide. And just by that statement, I'm like, just in my head, I would not hide anyways, because I want you to love and accept yourself as you are. This is my main motto here. This is why, you know, I do what I do. But the fact that you mentioned this to me, it definitely shows that you came to terms with it. I'm sure it wasn't easy and it took you a little bit of time, but you have maybe like a defining moment or some something that happened that made you realize that, okay, I love myself as I am and I'm proud of it. Yeah, I think there are probably two big ones. The first was kind of as social media grew, as people started using Instagram and Facebook more, you know, you find these networks of people who have similar things and there's these vitiligo pages where you can just go and look at all these amazing pictures of people with, and it's amazing how it shows up 
differently in every single person. Some people just have, you know, strips of hair that are white. Some people have have it all over their face. Some people have it all over their body. Some people just have it on their hands. And and it's unique, you know, as unique as the people who it's, it's happening to. And then kind of in the mainstream media, I, I think it's when you see models and, and again, these kind of typical ideals of beauty that has really been changing over the past couple of years. And so um, Winnie Harlow, she's African-American, but she has vitiligo. And she's probably one of the most famous people that has it. But to see her on the covers of these, you know, magazines that are traditionally would never have have someone with a skin condition on them, I think really helped change the conversations about it. And and so more people are aware of what it is. It's less questioned. It's less stigmatized, maybe. But I think the presence just general in social media has really changed, has really changed it. And, And you're more you're less likely to feel sad about something, I think the more common it is. So if you see other, you know, tons of other people with it, when before you maybe felt like you were the only one that was experiencing it, it's that isolating, I think really makes things worse. But seeing other people with the condition, I think really, really helps you come to terms with it and and learn to embrace it the way that other people do. And that's another reason why I appreciate you being here and sharing that with anybody that is listening. Because sometimes we think that we are the only ones that have a problem. It's not a problem. I mean, we we put in our heads it's a problem. Oh, I'm going to associate this as a problem, but, but it's not. And it makes you unique. It makes you special even. As I was photographing and editing your images, I was like, this is beautiful. I love it. And I'm so glad that we are going to be able to help other people that also have it, but they are hiding because they think it is a problem. They think it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And as we are going to be sharing, we are actually doing a service to other people as well because they will also feel included and they won't feel the oddball on the park. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And like with many other different things, some people have like real disabilities and we have to really work the inside of our, of ourselves first to maybe even work on the outside, but the inside is where we start because we have to understand that we are unique and we are different. We cannot compare ourselves to somebody else next door. This is some you know, completely different story. There's nothing to do with your background. So you have to look at yourself and appreciate. You have a beautiful body. You have a beautiful story. And put this all together, it makes you unique. And I'm not like here trying to sugarcoat anybody. Everybody's unique. I'm I'm serious about that because we have different stories and different situations and different bodies and put it on. Like people come from different backgrounds, come from all over the world. So it's important that we we are aware of this. Mm-hmm. And by having you sharing this story, it's definitely going to shine a light into many, many, many different people out there. And I'm very excited for this. I really appreciate you doing this. The same media that is proposing that we all have to be perfect under certain circumstances, it is also the same media that is damaging us because Mm -hmm. we are not really seeing what is out there, like this beautiful diversity we, we don't see it because they don't show. But now that it's changing, mm-hmm. it's another story. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel excited about this. Even if you go to Victoria's Secret's website, I love their products. I love everything about them. However, I really thought that one thing that was missing for them, for example, was the representation. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying, I'm not body shaming anybody here. Everybody has a different body size and shape. Everybody's, you know, whoever they are. However, they didn't have a representation for the other side of their clients, the curvy ladies, mm -hmm. you know. So they only have a representation from the skinny ladies, but not mm -hmm. for the curvy, not for, the, you know, the hourglass. Mm -hmm. If you walk into their website now, it's it's a different story. They have that. And mm -hmm. this is what it needs to change on the media. And I'm loving this. So talking about Victoria's Secret, I really want to know, Bailey, what makes you feel sexy? Okay. So what makes me feel sexy? I mean, there are probably a couple of things, but the, the biggest ones are steamy books, which if any of you have Kindle Unlimited or anything, you know, I can definitely give you some recommendations, but I would say borderline pornographic. I mean, but really detailed, very descriptive, super steamy, really any orientation. I don't discriminate, but the ones, you know, like they're so intense, but have you know, decent plots. So you can get through them in a day or two, but they're a good break from the monotony of work, a good break from serious books that you have to analyze. You can just enjoy them and and soak them in. And then I, along the lines of being here for the reason of selecting my photos, I think, you know, anytime you, you see yourself at your most confident, whether it's boudoir or just any, any photo where you feel amazing in them, I think that really is what makes me feel sexy when I, when I look at them and, and I know that I look good, right? Like I feel confident and you can see that you can see that I'm happy about the way that I look and the way that I feel. I think those shine brightly. So awesome. You came to the right place. That's amazing because the pictures we made, they're definitely going to, when you look back at them, if you are having a hard day, a bad day, or just because you want to look at them, they'll definitely bring that back to mm -hmm. you, that confidence boost mm -hmm. and that happiness. It makes me happy to hear that too. <laughs> awesome. And tell us what are some of your guilty pleasures? Yeah. So those steamy books are definitely one of them. <laughs> And the more otherworldly they get, usually the more excited I am by them. So fairies and all this, you know, crazy stuff. But I mean, things that I would never, never usually go for, but because they're that certain genre of book. And then Amazon Prime in all the ways and the ordering in the Amazon video, the, the whole thing. I am addicted. I There's probably a package at my house every day. And then actually... I, I stream a lot. You know, I have a lot of sometimes stuff going on in the background, but one of my favorites has been Disney Plus because, you know, you grow up watching all of these shows and then they go away and you don't see them anymore. But with Disney Plus, you know, they brought back all of the old shows that I used to watch, all of the movies that I used to love that you never come on anymore. And so it's just this like wonderful, nostalgic thing. I can go back and watch them anytime. And actually those, they're a big, you know, mood and morale booster, I think, to kind of like re remember and reminisce on, on times when maybe you were a little more carefree and we're just enjoying your, your Disney movie. Right. <laughs> I love that too. Maybe I should add this as one of my guilty pleasures too, because I'm Anytime I have the chance, I will go back there and watch something. Um, we don't even have cable anymore in our homes. I think this is the reality for many people now. Some people, of course, there's still people going to have it, but the streaming companies out there, Netflix and Disney Plus, they have all this accessibility that makes it easier. And over here, we're always watching Disney Plus. And actually, they're kind of changing the way that cable works anyways because they're streaming services but they're also producing their own content too so you see 
the Netflix originals and the Amazon originals, and they have some I mean, really amazing shows. So I think probably at some point we won't have much much actual, you know, cable content besides the news and stuff and sports maybe, but. Yeah, see, I don't think you can stream those, but, mm -hmm. you know, the other ones are, it, it makes life easier too. Mm -hmm. You just, if you're ready to watch, just plug and play. And then if you have to take a break, pause and leave mm -hmm. and come back again, makes life easier. Yeah. Awesome. What keeps you up at night? Do you have any sort of worries that you are always concerned about? Yeah, I usually always have worries. <laughs> I worry a lot about my family. I mean, I think anyone who wasn't already worried about their family probably this past year has it's been really a really hard time, I think, for everyone. But you know, my grandparents are getting older, my mom is getting older. And, you know, I worry, you know, I never want to look back and think that I didn't spend enough time with them, that I didn't take advantage of those moments while I could. So um I really value them and I value family and those relationships. But I think on a more personal kind of internal level, I'm a very ambitious person. And I, I feel that when I don't have goals or things I'm trying to achieve that I, I get very complacent. And so I'm always chasing after something. I'm always trying to better myself, always kind of trying to reinvent myself and, and not in a way that changes who I am, but to like be attentive to, to details and work on new skills and behaviors and things. And so I worry constantly about my career, about my success, about my husband's career and success. And, you know, because I, I want, for me, achieving things makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel smart. And so I, I kind of need that constant development, that constant achievement to continue to feel good and to continue to feel motivated. So that's something that's always on my mind. Do you have a motto or a favorite quote that you always go by can you share with us yeah so my motto is actually the quote that I wrote down in my pictures um, which is you are enough and I don't know where I heard that maybe from my mom or somebody um, and I forget the story that goes behind it but I think it kind of you know kind of speaks for itself and just saying um, you know that you don't have to worry about all the other things. You don't have to worry about being perfect. You don't have to worry about knowing everything. You don't have to worry about meeting these um, unrealistic standards of beauty or intelligence or um, you know any other thing that someone tries to put on you, but that you, as you are in this moment, are enough and you don't have to worry about the rest. This is a very important and it goes deep it goes deep into uh even in my soul uh to say that the you are enough by itself is already powerful but when you put into words like this it definitely makes it more valuable because it's true you have to appreciate who you are just this is basic we don't even have to keep touching that point again but It is important that we don't compare ourselves to other people. They have their own stories. Uh, and you're not going to be the same person as, you know, they are. They have the same skills and everything else. So we have to be accepted. Uh, as We have to have that acceptance within us. Because if you're not able to do this, how can you actually uh, go on with your life? Mm -hmm. It's hard. You know, so that one motto, it defines so many things. It's simple, it's short, mm -hmm. but it defines things around one's life. It's very beautiful. 
No, no, I love that. Love it. Love it. Um, 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 um. Oh, let's talk a little bit about the boudoir session. Okay. So far, so good. See? Yeah. We're doing good. <laughs> okay. So talking about you are enough, uh, this is something that I hear so many ladies saying because it's a lesson. It's a lesson that we are here to learn. And I love that having a boudoir session can be actually part of it. Mm-hmm. I want to know from you, Bailey, why did you decide to do a boudoir session? I'd been thinking about it for a while, but I think probably like a lot of other people, you're trying to decide if it's if it's worth it, if your body will look good enough, if you'll look beautiful in them or, you know, you know, you worry about your self-confidence. But I think for me, I decided that it was time to go ahead and take the plunge because um, I recently lost a lot of weight, about 70 pounds, and I'm still like, you know, working on it, but but in a healthy way where I'm not not, not eating, I'm working out and I'm enjoying it. And um and then also with my vitiligo, I think it's, for me, something important that I want to showcase for people. And I think putting it on display that way is probably the best way you can embrace it, right? Wonderful. And what, do you, what was your favorite part of the session? Um, what can you take out? Okay, let me ask that question again. Um, I love your reason. And I am curious as well, what was your favorite part of the session? Um, I mean, I think it would be hard for me to pick just one thing because I loved all of it. But I think, um, honestly, the way that you made me feel so comfortable with, with it, where you, you know, walked me through everything, the hand placement, the hair, the eyes, the lips, the laughing, you know, I feel like you really made me feel at home. And I think that made a huge difference because I couldn't imagine doing that with somebody that made me like that didn't make me feel like I was doing things correctly or that, you know, didn't tell me the whole time that things looked good and beautiful and that I was doing great. So I, I really appreciated that. You can call me coach Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, you definitely have to feel comfortable with whoever you're doing it, of course. Um, but I, I like to say that um, most of, pretty much 100%, I don't want to brag. This is not a bragging post here. This is not a <laughs> bragging thing. But I am proud to say that I, the way I guide people is the way that I would love to be guided I want to make sure that I'm doing well. So anytime I'm posing somebody, I am definitely, I'm scanning you and making sure, you know, your hand is placed right, your hair looks okay, uh, your eyes are, you know, looking at the right direction, all those little things. And within time, of course, it becomes mechanic, but this is not what defines. I mean, I can pretty much pose anybody that walks through my door, but what really inspires me to keep going on the journey it's definitely the connections Mm -hmm. and how much fun we have together because for i i'm not kidding you i love doing this i love it i love to hear the stories i love to i love to laugh i love when you know the ladies are sitting on the makeup chair and then we're chit chatting it is it's fun it's Mm -hmm. that connection that really makes me happy and i think that translates too because you know it's like I, I feel like friends having a good time together. 
that's what it is. Yeah. When I think that the, you can tell when you're, you know, even, even before I had the photos done on the actual day that you can tell that you really care about the, not just the product and the fact that people are spending money, but that like you truly care about the people it is you're taking pictures of that you want them to feel good about themselves. So I appreciate that. Oh, I, you're just feeling my soul right now (laughs) with happiness. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So now that you have officially become a bombshell, because, you know, after you do your session, you see your pictures and then you have your picture on the bombshell wall, this is official. You are now my bombshell. (laughs) So now that you have officially become my bombshell, tell me with your own words, words, what does the word bombshell mean to you? I think that it means now I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> you go, girl. That's awesome. Yes. And I hope to see you here for a second session, okay? <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't it be so cool even to see how much that, you know, I, I may have changed between now and then? Because I think you, even more than just the physical pieces, like you, as you grow as a person, like you can definitely see those changes reflected so I'll definitely be thinking about it oh that's sweet and I'm not kidding you not actually I have uh, many ladies returning for a second even third sessions Mm -hmm. and it it becomes even better after you know the first but you have to have the first to break the ice and see how powerful you can be Uh, oh it is even hard to put into words because you have to feel it you have to you know But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed and, you know, I love your definition of bombshell. (laughs) And what what was your number one takeaway from that experience? Um, What did this shoot do for you, for your self-confidence, your self-worth, your self-image? So I think that this this idea of taking... like taking time to take stock and appreciate yourself and do something that makes you happy um and and this is obviously a big way to do that I mean a huge way to do that but um I I think it's a good reminder to um to really take the time to appreciate yourself and even if it's looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning and saying you're amazing or you know there's small things like that where it's um you just really because you can, it's easy to get caught up and and forget to do things like that. Because I, and this is kind of another one of my life motto, so to speak. But I don't think that if people can certainly love you and people can certainly care like care about you. But I don't think that anyone can know you and love you as much as you can know and love yourself. And um, like no one else is going to prioritize you in the way that you can kind of put yourself first. And I think you have to do that every once in a while, or you'll get burned out. So. It is true. If you are not really taking that time to connect with yourself and you're just like on the autopilot, uh, what are you living life for? How is that worth it to you? We have to connect to ourselves. It can be done in many, many different ways. The boudoir, the photo shoot session is just one of the ways. It's mm-hmm. definitely a big one because you are forced to do a project. You have to work on that project with yourself However, there's many, many different ways, like the simple ways. You don't have to take even five minutes out of your day. But, you know, I like that suggestion, like 
look at yourself in the mirror every morning say you're awesome i love you you know as you see your reflection on the mirror this is one way the other way is like taking yourself to you know a spa day or going to do you know some hiking whatever it really catches your heart and makes you feel connected to yourself because Yes, work is important. We have to, you know, this is the world. We have to really make money. We have mm -hmm. to make money. But this is not everything that is. We have to take time and appreciate the life mm -hmm. and leave it. Leave it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And even with the, the boudoir photos, even though they, they look gorgeous, you could still easily, and particularly as a woman, like, look at them and say oh there's a small role there or, oh there's you know like you can spend hours just nitpicking things about yourself and it's just this negative self-talk that I think you know it's it's a good reminder to me to not to stop doing that you know to stop nitpicking myself because I'm I'm enough so my motto is actually the quote that I wrote down in my pictures um, which is you are enough And I don't know where I heard that, maybe from my mom or somebody. Um, and I forget the story that goes behind it, but I think it kind of, you know, kind of speaks for itself. And just saying, um, you know, that you don't have to worry about all the other things. You don't have to worry about being perfect. You don't have to worry about knowing everything. You don't have to worry about meeting these um, unrealistic standards of beauty or intelligence or, um, you know, any other thing that someone tries to put on you, but that you as you are in this moment are enough and you don't have to worry about the rest you are enough by itself is already powerful but when you put into words like this it definitely makes it more valuable because it's true you have to appreciate who you are just this is basic we don't even have to keep touching that point again but It is important that we don't compare ourselves to other people. They have their own stories. And you're not going to be the same person as, you know, they are. They have the same skills and everything else. We have to have that acceptance within us. Because if you're not able to do this, how can you actually uh, go on with your life? Mm -hmm. It's hard, you know. So that one motto, it defines so many things. It's simple. It's short. Mm -hmm. But it defines things around one's life. It's very beautiful. No, no, I love that. I love it. So talking about you are enough, uh, this is something that I hear so many ladies saying because it's a lesson. It's a lesson that we are here to learn. And I love that having a boudoir session can be actually part of it. Mm -hmm. I want to know from you, Bailey, why did you decide to do a boudoir session? I'd been thinking about it for a while, but I think probably like a lot of other people, you're trying to decide if it's if it's worth it, if your body will look good enough, if you'll look beautiful in them, or you know, you know, you worry about your self confidence. But I think for me, I decided that it was time to go ahead and take the plunge because I recently lost a lot of weight, about 70 pounds, and I'm still like, you know, working on it, but but in a healthy way where I'm not 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 eating, I'm working out and I'm enjoying it. And and then also with my vitiligo, I think it's for me something important that I want 
to showcase for people. And I think putting it on display that way is probably the best way you can embrace it. Wonderful. And I am curious as well, what was your favorite part of the session? I mean, I think it would be hard for me to pick just one thing because I loved all of it. But honestly, the way that you made me feel so comfortable with, with it, where you, you know, walked me through everything, the hand placement, the hair, the eyes, the lips, the laughing, you know, I feel like you really made me feel at home. And I think that made a huge difference because I couldn't imagine doing that with somebody that made me like that didn't make me feel like I was doing things correctly or that, you know, didn't tell me the whole time that things looked good and beautiful and that I was doing great. So I, I really appreciated that. You can call me coach Daisy. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, you definitely have to feel comfortable with whoever you're doing it, of course. Um, but I, I like to say that um, most of pretty much 100%, I don't want to brag. This is not a bragging post here. This is not a <laughs> bragging thing. But I am proud to say that the way I guide people is the way that I would love to be guided. I want to make sure that I'm doing well. So anytime I'm posing somebody, I am definitely, I'm scanning you and making sure, you know, your hand is placed right, your hair looks okay, uh, your eyes are, you know, looking at the right direction, all those little things. And within time, of course, it becomes mechanic, but this is not what defines. I mean, I can pretty much pose anybody that walks through my door, but what really inspires me to keep going on the journey it's definitely the connections mm -hmm. and how much fun we have together because for i i'm not kidding you i love doing this i love it i love to hear the stories i love to i love to laugh i love when you know the ladies are sitting on the makeup chair and then we're chit chatting it is it's fun it's mm -hmm. that connection that really makes me happy and i think that translates too because you know it's like feel like friends having a good time together that's what it is yeah when I think that that you can tell when you're even before I had the photos done on the actual day that you can tell that you really care about the not just the product and the fact that people are spending money but that like you truly care about the people it is you're taking pictures of that you want them to feel good about themselves so I appreciate that oh I You're just feeling my soul right now <laughs> with happiness. Thank you. So now that you have officially become a bombshell, because, you know, after you do your session, you see your pictures, and then you have your picture on the bombshell wall, this is official. You are now my bombshell. <laughs> so now that you have officially become my bombshell, tell me what does the word bombshell mean to you? I think that it means now I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> unstoppable <laughs> you go girl that's awesome yes and i hope to see you here for a second session okay <laughs> yeah and wouldn't it be so cool even to see how much that you know i i may have changed between now and then because i think you even more than just the physical pieces like you as you grow as a person like you can definitely see those changes reflected so i'll definitely be thinking about it What was your number one takeaway from that experience? Yeah, so I think that this idea of taking like taking time to take stock and appreciate yourself and do something that makes you happy. Um, and, and this is obviously a big way to do that. I mean, a huge way to do that. But I think it's a good reminder to take the time to appreciate yourself. And 
even if it's looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning and saying you're amazing or you know there's small things like that where it's you just really it's easy to get caught up and and forget to do things like that because I and this is kind of another one of my life motto so to speak but I don't think that people can certainly love you and people can certainly care like care about you but I don't think that anyone can know you and love you as much as you can know and love yourself and no one else is going to prioritize you in the way that you can kind of put yourself first and I think you have to do that every once in a while or you'll get burned out so it is true if you are not really taking that time to connect with yourself and you just like on the autopilot why are you living life for how is that worth it to you? We have to connect to ourselves. It can be done in many, many different ways. The photo shoot session is just one of the ways. It's mm-hmm. definitely a big one because you are forced to do a project. You have to work on that project with yourself. However, there's many, many different ways, like the simple ways. It, you don't have to take even five minutes out of your day. But, you know, I like that suggestion. Look at yourself in the mirror every morning. Say, you're awesome. I love you. You know, as you see your reflection on the mirror, this is one way. The other way is like taking yourself to, you know, a spa day or going to do, you know, some hiking, whatever really catches your heart and makes you feel connected to yourself. Because yes, work is important. We have to, you know, this is the world. We have Mm -hmm. to make money, but this is not everything that is. We have to take time and appreciate the life Mm -hmm. and leave it leave it okay yeah Yeah. and even with the the boudoir photos even though they they look gorgeous you could still easily particularly as a woman like look at them and say oh there's a small role there oh there's you know like you can spend hours just nitpicking things about yourself and it's just this negative self-talk that I think you know it's it's a good reminder to me to not to stop doing that you know to stop nitpicking myself because I'm I'm enough. (laughs) So Bailey, as we are walking towards our final question, this is our interview is ending. I feel like we got so much to learn today from you. I had my previous bombshell, Cindy. Cindy is actually a photographer and we just did a chit chat. She wants to know one thing that has helped you to find your self-confidence. I think probably the first thing that comes to mind is that I stopped comparing myself to other people and other things that don't apply to my life. So if I know that I'm not good at something, why am I going to beat myself up about not being good at it, right? If I don't find joy in something, why do I need to care about that thing? So I really try to spend my time intentionally and wisely and on things that I care about with people that I care about. And if I'm going to compare myself to anyone you know, compare myself to me a few weeks ago, a few months ago, a year ago, how have I grown and developed? And, and I think, you know, really embracing those changes and, you know, not allowing me and and societal pressure to influence what I think and feel and know about myself. Call that self-confidence. Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. And Bailey, you do have a question for our next bombshell. So what would you like to know from, from her? I would like to know what she loves most about herself. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Bailey. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel like I learned so much from you today. I'm not kidding because there's so many little insights. 
first of all, by seeing your pictures and seeing how gorgeous and amazing you look and everything already gives me, I'm not you, and it does give me confidence because I have known your story before and seeing out the beautiful images that you accomplished, you did such an amazing job. So this by itself already makes me happy and even feeling empowered just by looking at your pictures. And this happens to all the all the ladies that I take pictures from because they come here, you know, some of them are a little bit shy. Some of them are a little bit more outspoken, but in the end, everybody is a little bit shy in the beginning. And I see how much they grow. I used to see them the before. So because I, I'm talking to them before and I see the after, and this is so inspiring. So you are inspiring. You are an inspiration to me. And I appreciate that you are sharing your story. And I'm so, so excited because I know this is going to be helping others. So thank you again for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I love doing this. So Thank you, Bombshells, for listening. And we'll see you again on the next episode of The Bombshell Tells All The Show. Ladies, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to share the positivity and love with your friends by subscribing and sharing this message so we can continue producing more content for you. And remember, self-love starts within. I am your host and photographer, Daisy Teixeira, with The Bombshell Tells All, the show.